This podcast is a production of Digital and Creative Media Works. To help support us, head to dcm.works to find links to our other show notes, Patreon, and merch. Hey guys, welcome back to the Alpha Artist Podcast, official podcast of Digital and Creative Media Works. My name is David DCM, Creative Director, Lee Ryder, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Ben. Hi. We're here when you've got the new lighting. It it's probably whole, looks the same. It looks probably the same, just a little bit better. Just, just a little nicer. Um, it's going to make color grading easier. It's going to be have, a prettier show for our, you. We have our large beers. We've got our, our comically large beers. Large beers here's, that, here's, to, here's the new lights. Cheers to the new okay. lights. Mm. These are as tall as the lights. They're fucking massive. Mm. Yep, these are big beers. If you want to see a picture of them, go to, our, go to Ben's Twitter. The DCM works. Yeah, you can you can see what everything looks like from my perspective. From 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 what what it's like from to this be the man in the chair. chair. Yeah, the sweaty, unpleasant, tired, poor chair, covered in fucking cat hair. Cat hair. It's atrocious. It's a tough life for yeah. a Ben. But this week, Ben, we are gathered here today. I started it like it's church. We are gathered here, <laughs> we are today, gathered here today to celebrate the life of to celebrate the life. Of a- <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate the life. <laughs> oh, you choked like a rat priest. <laughs> choked on my choked own, on your joke. own bullshit. Yeah. Um. This week we are talking about the humor of Tim Minchin. Specifically, Tim mentions, I, I so fucking rock. I tried to say <laughs> comedy special, so fucking rock, and then all my words started it's happening. Not at the even, same it's time. not a comedy special; it's a show. It's, it's, a, a, show. it's a show. It's so, a musical show. The impetus for this is that we did an episode last week about Bo, Bo Burnham, Burnham, and we talked a lot. And everyone about, was like, "Guys, you talked a lot about Tim Minchin. You should do yeah, an episode on Tim Minchin." And so here we are. We seem to like him doing so. an episode on Tim Minchin because we're nothing if not sellouts. If you sneeze and it sounds like a TV show or a movie, <laughs> we're going to fucking review it on. We're going <laughs> to analyze it, the the shit out of it on this show because yep. we don't have any integrity. The meaning whatsoever. of your sneeze. Meaning of your sneeze. It was Edgar Wright's plan the whole time. So, Tim mentioned, do you want to give us, like, a brief overview of the kind of performer that he is? Because he's um, big in Australia, but he's not, like, a massive international Yeah, star. well, he's Australian, so he's Australian. That, that gives a lot of, sort of, context straight off the bat. Um, he does a lot of just comedy music. Um, we brought him up when we talked about Bo Burnham because they do similar things. They just do them... Um, yeah, they just do them differently. Yeah. Tim is more of a... I think... Uh, it's hard to like pigeonhole them because they're both they're both musicians. We went over this last week. That yeah, I don't think that can be. But I, I, th- I, th- um. I think in a lot of ways, like Bo Burnham, obviously, because Tim Mitchum was around before Bo, and I think that Bo's yeah. a lot of Bo's inspiration comes from that. I think he said that before as well. Maybe I don't want to misquote Bo, but like you can tell that there's definitely some similarities between them in all of the ways you, that you'd expect. But it, it doesn't feel like they're copying each other or like they're doing the same stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, Tim, Tim, like Bo Burnham is like a. What he he pretends to be like a young aspiring artist, depressed who doesn't know what they're doing with their life, whereas Tim Minchin is like a middle aged, like married to his first girlfriend, yeah, who can't, who doesn't know what yeah. he's doing with his life, who's like, like I they're, want, yeah, they're the opposite ends of the spectrum, basically. yeah, but at the same time they're fairly similar. Um, I'm gonna um. I'm gonna open that window. You keep you keep wheeling. I keep talking. Yeah. Oh fuck! You're putting a lot of stress I'm on me. Um, you never know. Uh, yeah, so he's to mention he's Australian and he has a lot of. Oh, David is closing the window. Oh, open. Oh, okay. Um, it's hot in these new lights, guys. Yeah, it is. Um, so I can't run this on my own, David. I need you. you I need me. your support. And I need you now. <laughs> I'm gonna wait. We're, we're gonna. And I need you more than ever. All right, David's coming back. If you okay. won't Welcome back, David. Me tight. I can't. I will never run. be long. Together. I can never do this alone. I don't know the words to that song I've just learned. 
Um, yeah, look, I think it's one of those those things where they have a lot of similarities because of the style, because of the music, but fundamentally they're at different ends of the spectrum, and that's what kind of makes them so interesting to listen to, right? Because Tim is about the kind of burnt out, like, guy who was never a successful musician, and because he was that when he started doing the cabaret stuff. Yeah. Like, he was unsuccessful, he couldn't get a job. <laughs> he was just, he was just like, the, there's a really good documentary you can watch on it. Uh, I don't know where it's available anymore. It was back in the day, but where he you follow him for, through his journey. Eye view. Uh, maybe I don't BBC know. Where I yeah, I think it. Australian. I think it honestly might ha- only be on YouTube now. I'm not sure. Right. It's that kind of like old one, like yeah. really old documentary, and it follows his journey from like the guy with like the curly hair and the Ooh, goatee yeah. to becoming yeah. the Tim mentioned that you see on stage. And I think like, I saw that on TV. Yeah, his transition and like the pregnancies, like you know, difficulties and all of the different ways <laughs> that he went through the Edinburgh system to become popular and all that stuff. And it's interesting because to me, it's like him and Bo. They effectively would have had the same trajectory if they hadn't grown up at different times. So Tim mentioned if he had if he had had access to the kinds of technology that Bo had would have become Bo Burnham, but because of the different, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he went the traditional route, which is inherently, you know, wrought with danger and pitfalls and failure. Mm. Um, whereas Bo Burnham went the YouTube route, which is also wrought with pitfalls different and failure, but different kinds of failure. You get like you get flash in the pan fame, whereas. Um, Tim has very, very much been like a gradual slow burn. Yeah, a gradual come to fame. Um, I saw his. We'll, we'll talk about so fucking rock in a minute. So fucking rock. We'll talk about so fucking rock in a minute. But uh, I, I saw uh, Matilda, the musical that he wrote about. Yeah, the movie Matilda. Because it's he did. Um, I saw uh, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, where he was in that. He was in that. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Um, yeah, he's just that a, was he's a sensational performer. Yeah, well, he, he's definitely transitioned into like. Kind of, he's he's kind of Jeffrey Rush esque, but just like yeah. a bit less famous because he wasn't in Pirates, right? Um, where he's like that kind of, you know, you expect him like, you know, to mention, you know, give him another twenty years and he'll be knighted, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, shout out, you know, get on that queen. You'll be dead in twenty years. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> no, she won't. All of us. No, she's she's gonna somehow be, she's still gonna be alive in twenty years. I guess um, to me, like it, it was such a good musical because it had all of the heart and the humor that makes Tim mention so interesting as a performer. When you look back at so fucking rock, I think it's such a solid piece of material because as a show, it's much more cohesive than a lot of his other stuff. Like I, I basically like I went through and listened to and listened and watched to a lot of his old stuff when I was deciding which one we were going to review yeah. and analyze because I think it is the best one. It's the most like um, sort of standalone, and it's not like yeah. Tim Minchin featuring some other it's people that you don't care much about. Like it's straight just, down the it's line. It's just Tim Minchin, and it's it's him and a piano doing jokes. Yeah, and, and it's like fun. a guitar for a little bit, but and like, yeah. that doesn't last. And it's such a nice like it's such a nice piece of entertainment because it's so contained with its itself and like the place that you start in isn't the place you went in. Like you go on kind of a journey with Tim throughout that yeah. to understand what it's like to be the kind of person who decides to do this with his life. Like that's what the show kind of ends up being about is like, what's it like to be this kind of a performer in this kind of a role? And what's it like to then pretend to be this character who's like a extension of himself. Who's like the, the character in rock and roll nerd. Yeah. Who's not really a character at all. Like it's such an interesting, <laughs> whereas Bob Burnham, you don't know whether the character's real or whether he's real, like what's happening. Like it's much more like matter. Yeah, to mention is very, it's, it's a lot more like straightforward. You're yeah. not like, you're not thinking like, Oh, like, is he really, you know, a sad boy who wish he could play guitar? Yeah. Like, whereas no, you're like, he no, absolutely he is. is. Yeah. Like, like, I fucking picked piano. What a yeah. Dick Cause he plays piano. Yeah. It's like, there's, there's no, it's a lot more, um, self-aware i guess i well i think i think it's more self 
um, reflective, I guess. Because you, you could argue that Bob right. material is much more self-aware because it takes a lot of those tropes and a lot of the 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 elements of his character and the person he is off stage and on stage, all those different yeah. things, and fucks around with them a lot more. Whereas Timmich's is much more like, this is the kind of person I am and I'm just going to reflect on that and how I've gone. Yeah, because Timmich's makes a lot more um, very direct political statements, especially in some of his songs. So, like, yeah. he, fuck, he like fucks with religion constantly. Um, he fucks with, with religion hard. You know, he f- he f- he makes like he makes like a. If, I mean, if you haven't gone seen it, it's on YouTube. Just go watch it. Yeah, you so can you can look hard. it up on YouTube. Um, There's also a copy on Spotify if you want to listen okay. to it. It's um, pretty good. Yeah, I saw. Song. I watched it. Yeah, um, but he, you know, he makes like the peace song for the like the, the peace anthem for Palestine. Yeah, and yeah. it's like it's about eating about not eating pigs. Yeah, it's like neither of us eat pigs. Let's yeah, not eat pigs like, together. Why not not eat pigs together? And like yeah, a lot of the ridiculous. like a lot of the whole concept of whenever he does like a political statement or like anything that's a statement it's all about like how ridiculous all of this shit is like it's ridiculous that people think like you know what i mean like it's, it's yeah. never it's never like oh i have something to say it's like do you realize how insane it is that you're fighting about this oh yeah it's it's if you his um one of his most recent songs the uh um cardinal about come cardinal home cardinal Pell. Pell. yeah cardinal come home um, and it's and it's about God singing from a pub in Ballarat, being like, "Just come on, mate. <laughs> just come on, mate. Have just a have beer. a drink. Just have a beer. Have a drink. We seem you to know, know we, what you we just we just want to have a chat, mate. Um, and it's really great. No, t- today Cardinal yeah. Pell got charged. Topical, really? It, yeah, it went through. He's fucking good. He's been charged for past. Um, I mean, past I think there's an argument to be so. made that if you defend a pedophile, you should probably go to prison. Yeah. So I mean, I think the the yeah. funniest part of that that song, um, the Tim Minter one, is at the end where he's like, "Well, he always told me I shouldn't have done this." But I'm going to do it anyway, because maybe you'll come you'll home, come home and then sue me. You know, you'll come to Australia and sue me. Right. Instead of coming because you should. For moral For moral, moral reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that, when that came out, because that, that came out like a few years ago, right at the height of um, that investigation. Which yeah. I guess if you're not Australian, it's just kitty fiddling in the Catholic church. What's yeah, it's hard to like... Um, it's, it's, just, it's a weird one because it's, it's part of that saga. It's just part of the whole like Australian. I mean, it's Catholicism everywhere. It's everywhere, yeah. You know, especially it's just, Australia. It's just part lately. of that saga. Um, um, that was just like a big landmark. So many people came out and were like, "Which is such a yeah." Great, and he, he donated all the money to the to the victims of those assaults, I believe. Yeah. Or a yeah. charity that was helping support them, which is good. Or yeah. to their legal. I don't know what it was. Yeah. But this particular show, I think, works really well for like. There's a lot of reasons, but I think ultimately, the the opening song, "So Fucking Rock," is one of those tracks that. <laughs> It's so it's fun and but it's also musically pleasing. Like it's everything you could ask for in an opening track. And it's like what you start to realize is he's saying to the audience, "Look, you know what you're in for." <laughs> Fucking strap. I, I think it sets up the um I think it sets up the show very well. Mm. Um musically, I, it's not my favorite song cuz it's it's kind of a it's kind of a joke in itself. Yeah, it's a joke. Um it's it's the kind of song that if if he just did like a studio version, you'd be like this is not good. This is kind of weird, but when yeah. he performs it live with all of the weird intricacies of his character of being like just a weird, just awkward, a weird guy, just a weird awkward He's boy, just strange and unpleasant yeah, and to like, look at. It's, sometimes it's you know it looks like it's his first performance on a stage. He's in like and he's, he's, and he's like weird... trying to get. Like, yeah, audience participation, and which is throughout work. the entire show, he's trying, and he's got like the weird bohemian coat with no shoes on. Yeah, like, the he's whole not wearing affectation any shoes. is like, yeah, it's so when he walks out, you're like, oh, okay, you're like, oh, this, it's very much like this a middle weird curly hair, redhead, yeah, with no shoes, Thought, wearing yeah, like half is- a suit and like half <laughs> like sportswear. It's like this is what a middle aged <laughs> guy who was never a rock star thinks rock stars dress like. <laughs> yeah, and that's such a nice character. I gotta say though. 
I think it sets up the show really well, and it does. Inflatable U is my least favorite song. Really? <laughs> for for two reasons. Why? Is I've it just heard, the timing? I I've feel like it, it would be better if it came later. I've heard it way too many times because it was massive when it came out. So I just yeah, I've heard I mean, it too I've, much. I've heard all of his songs so many times because it's Tim Minchin. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of my exposure to him was through like clips of his live show, not his studio stuff. Uh, just okay. through like YouTube. Yeah. Because I think because that because he is a better live performance. Well, than he is none of it, the the only studio performance song he has is that Cardinal. Is the Cardinal Pell one, and yeah. then also another track he did, which is actually my favorite Tim Minchin song of all time, "Drowned." Um, right. Yeah. Which is about like. How your love is like being drowned. Anyway, it's yeah. a really good. Well, because Cardinal Pell was made in response, yes. so we kind of had to. He like threw it together in like a day. Yeah, they did it in a day. It's like really obvious as well. It's it's kind of a shit song. It's great. It's I love just, it. It's just got a cool message. But it has something to it, say. Yeah. I guess my problem with Inflatable U is like it's fun, but I don't think it has much to say. Like it's a funny. It's funny. It's but, a joke. Yeah. I don't think it's like I'm not. I'm not saying everything he does should have a message or anything, but it doesn't say anything. Like even like if rock and roll nerd, right? Like it says a lot about the character. He's yeah. Playing. But Inflatable U is just like, Inflatable how funny is, would it be if a guy was in love with a fuck girl? Yeah, I, th- like, I feel like Inflatable U is just, it's straight up just like a penis joke. Yeah, which is fine. Just fine. I just don't know that. Joke. And I get that you open the show to make prime, it the second show. Well, no, I get that the you prime. Well, I think it works as a second song because it primes you for the fact that this is going to be a dumb show so that you're ready to get the dumb stuff. And then when he transitions into the serious stuff, it's like right. an easier transition. It's like so, that Bo Burnham song from God's Perspective. Like it's the same function. Or it's like, here's something dumb, and then you suddenly have feelings at the end. Yeah. Well, from God's perspective, is also a, a dig it sort of religion as well. Right. Whereas Inflatable You doesn't really do anything. No, it's just <clears throat> a weird song. Yeah. Whereas well, Inflatable like, You has the uh, has his, um... Actually, no, I think Inflatable You has the, the arbitrary uh, piano solo in it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is something important we should mention, is that Tim Minchin is a fucking fantastic Tim pianist. pianist. Yeah. He's like, so good. He's He is like... In terms of like pianists, he's right up there. He owns some next level shit, boys and girls. Yeah, he's <laughs> quote. You can put that quote in the newspaper if you want. It's like a mozzie flying around. <laughs> Mosquito. Um, agreed. Yeah. Um, do you feel like though? <clears throat> so I have a few choice tracks of this that I really like. That I and sure. a few that I hate. You're gonna number them off. Well, so I don't like infl- So I don't. Uh, let's do sure, inflatable. Okay. Let, let's 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 let's, let's do go it. song by song. <clears throat> let's well let's quickly like it's do, an album. Let's do a hot run through of the different songs All and right, you yeah sure. or nay. We're gonna do like a light. We're gonna do a yeah or nay, like an E three. <laughs> yeah, yeah or nay. Okay. Okay. So uh, so fucking rock. Yeah. Inflatable you. Yeah. Rock and roll nerd. Yeah. 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 Um, Mitsubishi Cult. Oh. That's that's a long-winded one. I fucking that's like, like it, that one runs for <clears throat> five minutes and then you get the joke and you're like, okay, Mitsubishi cult. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny just because of the context, I guess. Yeah, uh, ten foot cock and a few hundred virgins. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. fucking good. I love that song. Um, one of my favorites. If you open your mind too much, your brain will fall out. In parentheses, take my wife. <sighs> oh yeah, that's a really short one. It's All of these are fun. like are like thirty. I'm like, what song was that? It's like, oh, it's that thirty yeah. second joke. I just think that one's of fun. a song. That's just a fun. That's just a funny one because uh, the bra- the parentheses again. Clever. It's kind of like Mitsubishi Cult, where you're you're like he he. It's it's a callback essentially. Like mm-hmm. the whole the whole song just sets up the callback. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, again, in a live performance, it makes it it makes it worth it. So and then when like. You can see the people getting the small jokes and then the payoff at the end. And then the payoff at the end, you're like, and my wife. And you're like... Like, oh, that's clever. Of course. Yeah, yeah, that's where it is. Um, F sharp. 
oh that fucks with me so hard so hard to listen it, to yeah it's really rough on i like in the in the live show he mentions that he's like there's three kinds of people there's three reactions to that song there's like musos who think it's hilarious and they're like they're, they're like oh they, they think it's the funny shit around there's like normal people who are like yeah now i see what he's doing it's kind of funny and then there are people who think it sounds normal <laughs> ah nice there are people who think it just sounds fine they don't really get it. that's horrific <laughs> yeah uh canvas bags which was a big hit oh canvas yeah. bags is a classic i mean so that's good. like an australian anthem um that's, that's pretty good that we'll come back to canvas bags i feel like like canvas bags to me is like the is peak tim Minchin. we'll circle oh, back. We'll come back to it uh nothing can stop us now which he plays i think most shows that he does um no, he, sorry, that's not the one that, that he just plays. Just a ripoff of Queen. No, nothing, nothing can stop us now except tonal illness or, or sudden accidental death. It's all about how, like, when you're in love, you're like unstoppable. Except if someone dies suddenly, then you're actually not unstoppable. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's what it's kind of forgettable. <laughs> See, uh, I forgot. Some it. <laughs> some people have it worse than I, which I fucking love. Um, yeah, that's it's... where it's about his day, and he wakes up at like 11 a.m. Oh, yeah, and it's like, at least I'm not so a good. Palestinian. Yeah, yeah, I fucking love that. Strip. Yeah. I love it because he paints such a vivid picture of, yeah. being, like a, of being a full-time like, musician. Ooh. Where he's like, he's like, I, there's, there's ants in the coffee and like, there's no milk and coffee's bitter. So no, it's like, it's like the coffee, like, he's got coffee, but the milk's off and there's ants in the sugar and the supermarket's a while away. So he just doesn't make himself coffee. Like, it's such like an artist thing. The supermarket's yeah. just a while away. It's just like a bit too far. Yeah. Um, I, fu- yeah, I fucking one. love that one. Um, if you really loved me, which is great. Yeah, if you really love me, yeah. yeah. Uh, Peace anthem for Palestine, which I think oh, we've absolutely. Is very yeah, good. it's incredible. Um, one of my favorite Tim Minchin songs of all time. You grew on me because it's oh, like a tumor. Because yeah. it fucking gets you. It gets <laughs> me every time. I'm like, oh no. Yeah, that is a rough it's song. So rough. It's yeah. so rough. Um, Dark Side, which is fun. Is that the that's the one where he's like. Yeah, the, the yeah. it's the very elaborate it's just, one. Yeah, it's just silly. Uh, again, not perfect, which gets me every time. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a good There's one. a few of those where you're like, mm, feel you're like, nah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I am human, unfortunately. I have, f- I have a feeling now, and I have to deal with this feeling. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, so canvas bags. You had something to say about that one? So, <sighs> explain to me why you think that's quintessential to <laughs> mention. So canvas bags is this kind. It's it's this weird. Justify your argument. Provide <laughs> evidence. Source so, side sources. It's it's a power anthem, right? It's written as this like, you know, you learn the words after literally the first time. It's like the a Celine Dion chorus, um, kind of, thing. and like he literally like pulls out a fan and starts blowing it into his face and like rips his shirt off, and he's yeah. like awkward about this. It's so it's presented as this power anthem about like, you know, it would it would sit alongside like uh, I don't know, like any good Queen song or something uh-huh. like that as yep. like this this like you know this big protest song. And it's about fucking taking canvas taking bags canvas to the supermarket, yeah. which is this weird, like weirdly Australian thing that's been going on for the past like decade. Yeah, where we've had this, where like everyone fucking has these bags. Everyone, it's it's this. It's everyone this, has like fifty of them. And they never has, use. Them. They never use. Yeah, no, that's the thing. No one fucking uses them. Like everyone has so many of them, but we still use so many plastic bags. And like plastic bags are always going to be a thing. Um, but like the salute, like. Every country has, like, a different solution. Like, you know, like, yeah. paper bags in some places, like, no bags in other places. Yep. Like, Aldi is just, like, boxes. You're like, well, okay. Yeah. Aldi's like, um, pack your own box, you bitch. Yeah, Aldi is like, fuck off. Um, <laughs> Aldi's like, like, we don't pay our checkout people enough. But, so like, they don't canvas do bags have always just been, like, a weird... Like, it's weird, you, dude. You'd use canvas bags for everything but... Yeah, like, you take them with a, on a fucking picnic, but you yeah, don't take them to the supermarket. Yeah, and it was, it was it's this, ridiculous. this weird thing where he's presenting this, like... 
like song that everyone can get behind. It's like take your canvas bags. Is like it's like it's cool to do. I don't know. Like canvas bags for me is just such like such a ridiculous like you know you have like uh you know if you have like Americana yeah you know, this idea of Americana which is like fucking whatever like cowboys I don't fucking know um <laughs> good summer racism uh, yeah um guns mm-hmm. I don't know but then you have like Australian Australiana yeah and it's like it's like thongs flip flops like uh what fucking bunning sausage sizzles yep and like woolies canvas bags like that's australia that's a really good summary like, that's that's like no the you're 100 right it's like you have like the the what is it like the the fuck the father the son the holy spirit and you've thongs bunning sausage sizzle and canvas bags pretty like, much no yeah you missed out VB, which is like somewhere in there. <laughs> no one drinks VB. 4X, whatever. <laughs> no one drinks 4X. The Milton Mango, bro. Okay, the fucking Milton Mango. Maybe Cooper's uh, is more iconic. I don't yeah. know. But I guess, no, you're right. Like, I, th- I think it's so ridiculous, but it represents a portion of the world so well. And I think that's what a lot of, like, Tim's work does, right? Yeah. Like, you look at, you. Uh, I don't know, you look at any of his songs. Let's pick one out of the hat. So let's do that beat poem, Mitsubishi Cult, right? Sure. That, that perfectly encapsulates a portion of interactions people have when they talk to people like okay so this if you're like if you're someone doing like if you're in if you're in like any creative industry yeah. if you're in any creative industry and then you talk to someone who's rich and successful and they're like it's uh, that exact conversation distilled into one microbe of Tim's life whether it happens yeah. is irrelevant but it's a really perfect distillation of a ridiculous thing that happens and he makes it more ridiculous by ending it in the way that it ends but i think it's such a tight representation of particular thing and that's what he does super well like it's funny it's representative and it makes you think a bit and i think that's like why 99 percent of his songs work if you really loved me uh sorry uh not if you really loved me uh sorry if you grow on yeah you grow on me again another really like good encapsulation of like it starts off you think it's a joke song and then it you suddenly realize like oh like i'm being taught something and when you realize that you're like oh yeah i've had parasitic relationships like this and, you know, it's it's overblown and it's a ridiculous metaphor, but it makes a really good point, which is that, like, you should actually look out for yourself and you should keep an eye out for when people want to treat you less than you're worth. And he does he does the opposite sometimes, where he'll, he'll start a song off as being something, like, super serious and important, like the fucking peace song for Palestine. Yeah. And it'll just turn into some ridiculous concept where you're just like, sure, whatever, I'm okay with this. And it's so ridiculous to the point where you're like, but actually what he's saying, like, it's 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 not wrong. <laughs> like, because it's not about the they pigs. They don't eat pork. It's, like, not, it's not about the pigs, right? It's not about the pork. What he's saying is like, we're all people, why are we yeah, killing each other? Yeah. But because it's about pigs, it's so funny. <laughs> like, it's so funny. Uh, and I think that's what he does so well. And this show in particular, it's just like, I think it's a perfect distillation of like, what point you have to get to is like a middle-aged person who was a failed rock star who yeah <laughs> gets into this position. and then when you do have stuff to say how else are you going to say it but through that through that veil mm. and i think that it's such an accessible way to communicate a message and i don't know it, it, it makes me think that people in positions where they need to communicate those kind of ideologies that are good for everyone like you know the subtext of that um peace anthem for palestine is like don't kill each other like that's yeah, just, fucking dumb just stop. just stop it yeah right like just don't eat pork together just it's fine like don't worry about it and like bo burnham's song from god's perspective is like the same message it's like yeah it's fine god like probably doesn't like us very much let's just agree to stop hurting each other like that's a good message but they the, you know tim Minchin makes it so accessible 
to go, ah, oh, maybe that's like a really good point about religion. Yeah. Or maybe that's a really good point about the way that rich people kind of talk down to artists. So maybe that's a really good point about how we treat our spouses and whatever it is. It makes it accessible and it feels like you're being treated with respect because he's gone to the effort to package it in a way that's digestible. Yeah. I think a lot of communicators could learn a fucking thing or two about that. You know, like, not not to bring up Gamergate or anything. <laughs> oh, no. The double G. Oh, how'd you pull that off, Well, because Anita Sarkeesian's been in the news a bunch lately because of VidCon. <laughs> oh. And there's a, there's a big lesson to be mm. learned from the way that she conducts herself. And I'm not, you know, I think what she does is great. And I think she's... She she represents a. Did you, did you back her kick, her Kickstarter? No. Um, <laughs> let me finish. Don't make, don't fucking ruin this. Okay. okay. Don't don't get us fucking quiet. unsubscribed. I was trying to make a nuanced point. <laughs> um, she could learn a thing or two about like how do you package those opinions in a way that people are going to accept instead of just yelling yeah. at people and just abusing people and trying to right. bully away into position. I understand from a position of weakness, you sometimes don't have a choice. You do have to force that. But I think a lot of people, if they want to get their point across, yelling at the other side doesn't work. We learned from the most recent American elections that if you just scream at the other side that they're wrong, they're just going to fucking double down. Well, they'll just stop listening, really. It's just like, well, they're just going to keep saying the same thing. So I'm just going to, like, not listen. Yeah, whereas, like, with Tim Minchin and this show, I think, does a really good job of this. It's to where, like, you say to yourself, it's ridiculous and it's funny, and you have that moment where you go... Yeah, he's kind of got a point. Like, that is kind of yeah. silly and ridiculous. Like, I don't, I don't think do anyone that. could really, like, uh, I wanted to talk about his, the, the, the comedy stuff that he puts between his songs. Because um, I did prefer this over Bo Burnham's stuff. Yeah. At least just the raw, like, 100%, he's just trying to, get, he's just throwing jokes out. Doing comedy. Um, I thought that was sort of a lot better than Bo Burnham's yeah. stuff. Mainly just because it's a bit easier to just kind of digest. It's a bit less structured. Well, it's, it's um, less, it's less of, like, a pinpoint precision put together piece. Which yeah, is you don't have to think stuff. as much with some of it. And like, honestly, most of, uh, I think a lot of Bo Burnham's funniest stuff is his his improv stuff, especially when he's dealing with hecklers. I think Bo Burnham deals with hecklers. There's some really, really good well. compilations on um, YouTube of Bo Burnham dealing with hecklers. Oh yeah, he's a, like he's so fucking witty when he it comes to hecklers. He does a really good one on um, <laughs> the Make Happy Netflix special where I think someone tells him to take his shirt off. And he's like, oh, what? You think that's funny? Like, he's like, don't objectify me. And then someone's like, <laughs> then a guy yells out, take your shirt off. And then everyone laughs. And he's like, what? You think it's funny because he's a guy? That's homophobic. Like, it's just such, like, he's so I know, so I know on there's it. one where, um, so on it. where he's like, this one's called I, I Fuck Sluts. And then it's like a girl, like, cheers in the audience. And he's just like, that wasn't a roll call. Yeah, he's like, not a roll call. Yeah. Such a good, yeah. Um, but, like, Tim mentioned, he, he, sort of the, the biggest bit he does in this, um, this section is, is like his dark humor skit. Yeah, he talks about his wife and his kid and how you know he oh, thinks he's so funny. He thinks his kid is his kid is a lesbian. Yeah. Um, well, like, it's 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 about like when it's about dark humor mainly. It's also about like sexism as well because it's like yeah, like it's it's like agree. it's like it's like about sexism and like why he's the way he is. Yeah. Because people are like, oh my god, your wife must feel so bad being subjected to the sexist <laughs> stuff, and he's like, she made me. She like made me like. This. And that's such yeah. a nice like, because if you like if you watch any anything with his wife in it. Like you get it, you're like, of course. Yeah. Who else would be you're like, yeah, mm, yeah, absolutely. So it makes sense. So then it's like, and it's like a nice way to like turn the mirror back on people who review it and are like, that's really sexist, and be like, interrogate deeply what where that idea comes from, yeah, and why you think it's sexist, and what about it makes you think it's sexist. And I think it 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 sort of looks at how you know if anyone who goes to a Tim Minchin show probably won't get offended, like even though he deals with a lot of really racy topics, he he packages it up in such a way where he's like, look, just just he almost he somehow tells the audience um to just not be offended 
So it's like, just yeah. don't be offended for the next 10 minutes. Here's some horrible fucking well, he, jokes. He, Let's go like, to some songs. He does it so self-reflexively <laughs> as well. Like, he'll say before a song, he's like... One of my favorite Tim Minchin jokes ever is he's... It's during one of the recordings that isn't on Spotify. I think it's on the iTunes store um, of So Fucking Rock, where just before the... Um, Ten for Cock and a Few Hundred Virgins song. He's like, if anyone adheres to any of the primary monotheistic doctrines, any of the big ones, you know, the top five or whatever, the yeah. big five, maybe just pop out for five minutes and then he <laughs> plays the song. Like, it's such a nice, like, and everyone goes, haha. And it's like, yeah, you can't get offended because what he's doing is he's acknowledging that it's offensive. But yeah. That, and it, it makes it acceptable for you to not be offended so that as it happens, you're able to actually appreciate what's occurring instead of being like, that's offensive, that's offensive, that's offensive. You're like, why is it offensive? Why should I be offended? Oh, maybe I shouldn't be offended. It's fucking dumb that I'm offended. Yeah, and even if you if you start to break down the lyrics in songs like 10,000 Virgins, it's like you, 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 you sort of, you pull it apart and you look at it and you go, okay, what part of this is offensive? And you're like, kind of none of it. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it, it skirts the line that Bo Burnham doesn't really do where Bo Burnham will, in some instances, just flat out say that like, this is wrong. Like, this is fucked. Um, the only time that uh, Tim Minchin does that is when something is absolutely fucked. Like, yep. you know, t- like protecting pedophiles, which is really the only instance where he's gone out of his way to, like, basically, like, rip into someone or a group of people. Even in songs like 10,000 Virgins and, like, oh, it was, I was literally just had the thought. But songs like that, they don't, they don't really throw insults to the group they just kind of like they just present a certain point of view well they they show you the idea in context yeah because i think that's that's the thing that religion struggles with is to give you context for an idea yeah so um i was on a uh it was actually the night that i bought these lights i was trolling the internet for when david was drunk no one knows the backstory these lights when i get drunk i buy studio studio equipment um so i bought these lights because i was like we need lights because i'm so so we would like to thank Han Superdrive for these lights. Thank you, Han Superdrive. Sponsoring the Go show. Go to www.hansuperdrive.com slash DCMworks to get, <laughs> to get your publicly large studio light <laughs> adequate to scale bottle. Mm. Um, if you're a Patreon above $6, I will save one of these bottles and we will mail it to you. Really? If they want it. Sure. If you want an empty bottle. <laughs> I mean, no. There's a few of you. Hit yeah. me up, baby. Mm. Um, you know, I don't know. I have no idea. I now get really fucking derailed by that. Um, yeah, oh yeah, when, when I was uh, surfing the internet that night, um, I was watching Neil Tyson stuff, so astrophysics or whatever, and I stumbled onto some, like, Richard Dawkins stuff, who I dis- I agree with less because of his package and all that shit, yeah. but he had this really interesting conversation with this Muslim guy, and this Muslim guy who's, like, a scientist and he's well-informed, and he's an educated journalist, believed that Muhammad rode into heaven on a unicorn. Like on a winged horse, sorry, it's not a unicorn. Right, so sorry, that, that That's the story of, of, of the Islamic faith. Right. That Muhammad ascended to the heavens on a winged horse. A unicorn. And it's not a unicorn. It doesn't have a horn. Okay. I misspoke. Um, and Richard Dawkins was like, but you... No, but he, he's, he's like, but you don't believe that, right? Like, you know that that's not real. And he's like, well, I have faith in, I have, I have faith in, the, in, in, in the Muslim religion. And Richard Dawkins is like, yeah, but like... You, you be- can't do you believe that he's, story. He's, he's like, he's yeah. like, but you can't actually believe that literally happened. I think Tim mentioned does a really good job of being like, if he did a song about that, he wouldn't be like, it's ridiculous. You think that he'd be like, he'd be like, he, he, he would, he would, he would almost like make like a radio play 
of yeah, like he, the he, Bible. He'd act it out. Yeah. Well, that was he has a really great bit. It's not in this show, which I know we're talking about the show. It's a really <laughs> awesome bit about evolution. Where he talks about he's like, you know, the Bible tells you not this is he he hits on the Bible a little bit and then he's like, yeah. you know, because evolution he's he's like I, I, I want to believe in the bible but like evolution's so awesome like it's so exciting to me and it's beautiful and it's amazing but like and he goes but could you imagine to be the first dude ever to have feet a whole new appendage <laughs> and it's this bit where he minds being a fish swimming around with a school of people and he and he's he's the fish called tony and he's like right and tony's like yeah guys i'm just gonna uh pop out uh and lie on my towel for a bit i'm just cold and they're like, what are you talking about, Tony? And he, and he you he's know, like, I'm he, just getting a bit he, cold. He I'm pretends just... to be a fish and he swims up and then he jumps and he goes, <laughs> and he gets feet. And then he sits down and he goes, and Tim's like, could you imagine going to school the next day with a whole new appendage? I, you know, when I went to school, I got teased for having a wrong hat. Could you imagine having feet? Like, that's this great bit where you go, oh yeah, it is ridiculous that people don't believe in, in evolution. Also, that's not how evolution works. But like, yeah, but yeah. like, but well, but that's the argument that a lot of creationists will use is they're like, well, how did it happen? Right, measure, yeah. Right? You know, because it's for them, for a lot of people, it's inconceivable that something so complex could happen over such a long time in such a simple way. Because obviously it's simple steps that make it complex. Yeah, it's... But they, they want it to be bang explanation. Right, yeah. Dude flicks on they the lights, which don't may have, be long. Yeah, they don't want to, they yeah. don't want to have to wait a few billion years. And it's hard for yeah. people to interrogate that kind of thinking because it's not natural to us, right? We don't live in a world where things happen over millions of years. Yeah. In the same way that we don't live in a world where, like, you know, quantum physics happens. Matter doesn't turn into light spontaneously because it's not the world we live in. Yeah. So you can understand why people are like, oh, it's, I don't understand. It's hard for me to comprehend. <laughs> right. So I, I guess, I don't know. I, I like that Tim Minchin brought to the world and to the conversation a brand of humor and a brand of conversation that is accessible to people that don't necessarily engage with that kind of thought process often. Yeah, and he he hits like a wide range as well. Like he's not just like a one hit wonder, or like a he doesn't just keep punching the same bag. Like he doesn't just like go all in on religion and then go all in on religion again. He yeah. like he'll touch religion a bit and then be like canvas bags time. Yeah, plastic bags. We're, yeah. we're gonna start singing about canvas bags. Exactly. And then he will go back to like relationships and the fact that he's married the same so girl funny. that he dated it's one in of my like high school, bits which that is he does, hilarious just in general. Um. And, you know, he will bounce around all these topics and he will never, yeah, you'll never come out of it going like, man, he really like fucked with a bunch of people. You're like, man, that was a good time. Like, I feel like I learned something and I have fun. He was real deep because he ended with that deep song that he always ends with. There's Not Perfect and then White Wine in the Sun. So Not Perfect makes me feel, White Wine in the Sun makes me fucking cry. Like, <laughs> But yeah, he, he has such great sense for when he does do those serious songs. They do, they do feel authentic. I yeah, think. absolutely. Um, that might be a good place to end the show. Ben, you got any recommendations for the people at home? What have you been peeping this week? Oh, I spent all of last night reading a weird internet story called the F- the Interface series, mm-hmm. um, also known by like the name uh, Mother Horse Eyes, mm-hmm. which is yeah. Just give it a peek. <laughs> It's a good no old context, time. Go read it. <laughs> just go read it. Um, um, it's weird. I, it's on Reddit. For yeah, context. yeah. Go peep. Just Google it. Yeah. It'll come up. Um, I've been uh watching. Well, I've been playing the new Darkest Dungeon DLC, but I've also been watching um, Yumi Her, which is this like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's basically like a. It's not a sitcom. It's like a drama about this like suburban successful couple who start dating an escort. And it's really like both of them. Yeah, it's really clever and it's so interesting and it explores like polyamory and all that kind of thing and like right. mm. how that like it's interesting. Yeah, it's such a it's such a 
interesting thing. Like they've written in such like an, super taboo. <laughs> yeah, and they, they do such a good job of it because it never feels like they're being like, oh, we're edgy. They're just like, right. it's a thing that no one ever talks about. Where is it? Uh, it's on Netflix. Netflix? Yeah. I might give it a watch. That's for checking out. Yeah. And everyone in it is like super attractive, which helps. Oh, that's that's just a bonus. Yeah. And it's got that guy from. Can't remember the show, but it's the golf show that was on. Um, uh, it was an English golf show. I can't remember. It's not important. That was a really bad... Jude Law? <laughs> no, it's not Jude Law. It's an Indian dude. Um, it's not important. Uh, right. But he's in it, and he's fan. Everyone in it is very good and very funny. It's really fu- it's a fun show, and I really enjoy it. Cool. Um, so go check that out. It's on Netflix if you want to watch that. But otherwise, Ben, it's that time of the week. Where can people find us? Facebook. Uh, DCM Works Social. <laughs> uh, Twitter. At DCM underscore Works. Facebook again. It's, it's, still, it's still DCM Works Social. Uh, YouTube. <laughs> YouTube.com slash DCMworks. If you're listening on the audio, go check out our new lighting setup on the yeah, YouTube. Yeah, it looks nice. Go peep it with your eyes. My eyes are getting that sore was very from aggressive. I'm very ready to just have a nap. Cool. Um, uh, tw- Patreon. Patreon.com slash DCMworks. Uh, thanks to all of our patrons for your support. Uh, I've got a few messages recently asking us to do some specific episodes on some stuff. I'm working on it. Still have to talk to Ben about it, but it's coming. There's some stuff I have coming. no idea, so... Um, if you do support the Patreon uh, at more than $3 a month and we don't want like I, my philosophy with the Patreon is if you can donate money that if it fell out of your pocket you probably wouldn't notice that's how much you donate so if it's like a dollar three dollars <laughs> so if you're balling rich and you're like a hundred bucks well, no, but I, I mean, I mean like, stuck us a hundred yeah well, that's a thousand whatever it's up yeah. to you um, but if you do support the Patreon you get access to open to suggestion our Patreon only show they're kind of fun and different. We experiment yeah. with some ideas. It's a, it's just a grand old time. There's an episode on E3 that I've been editing this week that I think is really coming together nicely. Yep. So check Three it out. Three weeks late. Look. Very topical. <laughs> I was really sick. Fuck off. Okay. Uh, but as always, I'm at the same I hate pie. I'm at literal citrus. And we will see you guys next time. It was probably a song that reminded me of it. Or I'd done an Arnold's What's a Nigga voice. Writing is definitely an isolating from an yeah. outside perspective that's weird as it makes fun. us look really um, mental but that is because of what it kind of said about art it did I, I had fun in bits there were fun bits we, went and, we went and bought a value pack of straps oh my god we did there is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling 